You are engines. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. I'm not a crook. If you like your health care plan, you'll be able to keep your health care plan. Listening to Jim Paris Live, your source for the latest news on money, politics, prophecy, and preparedness. And now your host, the editor-in-chief of ChristianMoney.com and the author of more than 30 books, Jim Paris. All right, hello everybody. Welcome to the broadcast. This is Jim Paris Live. Of course, we are live on Sunday nights. And uh, you might be watching this at a different time during the week because we're able to use some really cool streaming technology that allows us to basically rebroadcast the show as if it were live at different times throughout the week. But uh, we are live at 9 o'clock Eastern. And I want to thank at least three or four people this week went over to iTunes and wrote a review. And if you like the show and you want to keep this going, that's the one thing you could do to help me. If you're if you're listening regularly and you're saying, what can I do to help Jim? Uh, go over to iTunes, take really less than a minute and write a short review if you like the show. That will help us because what that does is it raises our profile over there at iTunes and it continues to help us uh, with the downloads. There's a point at which we sort of reach critical mass and it'll kind of take off on its own. And uh, it's really been growing exponentially since we uh, put in all the video, uh, you know, which cost a lot of money, but I did it. Uh, We're almost at the one year point in a couple of months that we went to all of this beautiful video equipment. Uh, We've got the absolute latest state of the art camera that we're broadcasting on and uh, multiple computers had to be purchased uh, editing software. It's a lot of work and a lot of money, but, uh, the, the video version is really taking off. And I don't know if there's a synergy or how this works, but the downloads for those that are just listening by way of podcast, that is really taking off as well. So uh, super excited and keep writing those reviews over at iTunes. Tonight, uh, joining us is L.A. Marzulli, our good friend. I'm holding up his latest book here for those that are watching on the video feed. L.A. Marzulli will be here in 28 minutes. Of course, he is a filmmaker, researcher, and his topic is Bible prophecy. But with kind of a unique twist, he talks a lot about UFOs and how the concept of UFOs fits into Bible prophecy. Always a fascinating visit when L.A. Marzulli is here. Next week is Easter, of course. And I'm not really sure this year that we're going to be having like a big family gathering at our home. We have done that in years gone by, maybe, maybe not this year. But in any case, I decided that rather than doing a live show next Saturday, I'm sorry, next Sunday night, that we're going to let our team have off for the night. And what I'm going to do is I've got a couple of shows I'm going to put together uh, and replay. And, And these are from a few years ago. We had a tremendous interview with Dr. Gary Habermas about the historical evidence for the life of Jesus. And the reason why this is so important, there are a lot of people who dismiss Jesus Christ by starting out and they deny that he ever lived. 
they sort of put him in the category of the tooth fairy. Uh, this is a legend. No one by that name is noted to have lived in history. So I don't believe in Christ. Well, that's not true. And there is substantial evidence that Jesus Christ lived on this earth, that he was a real person. Now, why is that important? Because once you get someone to that point where they understand that even non-believers, even non-Christians, even people that don't believe that Christ was the Messiah, that is the Jewish scholars, there is substantial historical documentation of the life of Jesus Christ. So once you get someone to the point that they understand that any serious student of history knows that Jesus Christ lived, then it leads to the next question, which is what will you do with Christ? And it, ra it raises all kinds of interesting problems for the person that dismisses Christ, because now that we accept that he was a real person that lived, now we have to start talking about things like, well, if he was crucified and he didn't come back from the dead, or if he did come back from the dead, and, and what are the likely scenarios? And we look at the following that exploded after the death of Christ. So if Christ saying he would rise from the dead, predicting that if that did not happen, logically his following would have, would have completely disappeared. But the opposite happened. His prediction of rising from the dead had to have happened because his following exploded after that. So this is where you get into a real intellectual conundrum of dismissing who Jesus Christ was once it can be established that he was a real person in history. That is the interview I'm going to replay next week, along with an interview that I did several years ago with a photographer that uh, was involved with the testing of the accuracy uh, and the believability of the Shroud of Turin being the actual burial cloth that was wrapped around the body of Jesus. That interview was riveting, and it's still to this day, when I listen to it, it gives me chills uh, to, to look at this. Now, what's interesting is this uh, scientist, this photographer who was involved with this research is not a Christian, but yet authenticated the Shroud of Turin to likely be the burial cloth of Jesus Christ. In any case, this will be a, a blockbuster show next week. You won't want to miss it. You're going to want to also share the download, the podcast version with your unsaved friends, because once you listen to both of these shows, it gets pretty hard to not have to look at reality and make a decision about what you will do with Jesus Christ. Uh, so I'm super excited to uh, put those shows together and rebroadcast that for you next week, commercial free. All right, let's get into tonight's news. There is a buzz growing online. Now, I've read this from at least two sources, um, and I've seen this on a number of message boards. So this is not made up from whole cloth. There is a buzz online about a vaccine passport that is being discussed by the Biden administration. For those that don't know what that is, what we're talking about is 
a a passport. Um, it's possibly going to be some type of a, a digital passport, which would be on an app on your phone. What would then happen is this this passport would prove that you've been vaccinated for COVID. So once you're vaccinated, you would be given the information by which you could authenticate an app that would be on your phone. Once that app is on your phone and you have the COVID passport, then it's up to private businesses, maybe even the government to start deciding where you would be allowed to go or not go. For example, your grocery store may have someone standing at the front door and they will say, all right, before you can come in, you've got to show us your QR code for your passport and they'll scan that. And then once it's authenticated, you're able to go into the store. I, I This sounds totally insane, but it's already happening in other countries. And if this does not give you the, the biggest scare of your life in terms of where we're at on this timeline of prophecy, this is right up to the very edge of the mark of the beast, is it not? And and when you, you have such a thing as a vaccine passport, this is how government works. Once they put in place this passport, now they have a way of restricting your movement. For now, it could be everybody that doesn't have the vaccine can't go to certain places. And that would then, of course, you know, the progressive woke crowd would basically say you can't go to school, you can't go to the store, you can't go in any government buildings. It would spread like wildfire. But then they could go further with it, right? They could say, well, uh, look, um, we're going to connect that passport to a central database of everybody that went uh, to the Trump rally in Washington. And we're going to restrict those people from entering certain areas. You see what I'm what I'm getting to is once this is allowed that there is a a bottleneck created which could control movement. Uh, excuse me, that would be uh, really the blueprint, right, for the mark of the beast. Not being able to buy or sell without taking the mark. Now, this will be something on your phone for now. Um, but, uh, wow, how much trouble would it take for this to be some kind of a biochip that's embedded? I mean, that would be the literal, actual, specific fulfillment of the book of Revelations, chapter 13, the mark of the beast. Um, wow. And, and that is something being actively discussed right now. Uh, so that could be coming out in, in a matter of days. It wouldn't surprise me. I, nothing is surprising me anymore. Um, I posted, you know, speaking of the vaccine, I posted a question online. Now, I've done this two other times, but I got the biggest response, and I found this very interesting. I got the biggest response that I've ever had uh, of the three times I posted this question about the vaccine, which is simply this. Uh, are you going to get the vaccine if not, why not? Okay. So I posted that, um, I think a, about a, a day and a half ago, I've gotten over 200 comments on that post. This is just on my personal Facebook page. So these are just my, you know, personal, you know, friends, uh, about 3000 people that follow my, my personal page. Uh, and, and out of that, uh, over 200 people 
and almost to the person, a tiny percentage uh, said they were going to get it, but almost to the person, nobody's getting going to get this vaccine. And I found that very interesting because I thought, is this because it's a Christian demographic? And, you know, is is that the reason? Um, but it, it, it's interesting, the reasons, a lot of different reasons people are sharing. But I found it very fascinating, the large number of people, uh, I would say 98% of my followers uh, on my personal page, my friends on Facebook said, no, they're not going to get the vaccine. And uh, wow, I'm just, I'm surprised uh, at, at that. Um, I have yet to make a decision about it. So I'm being honest with you. I have yet to make a decision about the vaccine. Uh, just not sure. I, I've got uh, reasons I might need to get it uh, due to travel and, and other obligations. But I get it on the other side. I understand all the arguments against it. So we will have to see. But I just found that to be interesting that such a high percentage are not getting the vaccine. Uh, I know in my area, I have checked online and, and every time I've checked, uh, like our Publix grocery store chain is making available the vaccine. Every time appointments become available, they immediately fill up. So a lot of people want this vaccine. It may just be that Christians are the ones not wanting it. I'm not sure, but it, it, it doesn't appear this is going to be a universal thing that everybody wants to take the vaccine. Okay, now I did an article. Um, some of you may not know this, but I do write for medium.com. And you can find me at medium.com by simply typing in jameslparis.medium.com or just go to medium.com, type in my name, James L. Paris. That's the name I use as a writer, um, which kind of confuses people because I go by Jim Paris with the radio show, but then in all my writing, it's, it's under the name James L. Paris, my more formal name. Anyway, I wrote an article about this app, which, uh, by the way, it has 115,000 reviews, 4.8 out of five stars. And what the app does is it gives you cash back on the gas that you buy. And in some cases, it's paying back as much as 30 cents per gallon in cash back to you. And um, I love the app because when you when you put it on your phone, it's free. When you put it on your phone, it actually brings up a map of where you are and it shows you all the gas stations and all the gas prices. And then it shows you right next to the gas price, how much cash back that you're going to get. So you can do the math to see, you know, where the best place is to go buy your gas. Well, anyway, I didn't really realize this at first. So I've updated the article. It actually pays you cash back, but also if you share your uh, code with your friends, it gives you uh, a 1% per gallon cash back on your friend's gas. And it does that two generations. So your friend shares that uh, with someone and you're going to get 1% on your friend's friend's gas. It's really cool. Now, I, I know this sounds like MLM. It is not MLM. It is just what is called a two-tiered affiliate program. That's what it's called. You don't have to buy anything. It's a free app. Uh, you don't even have to share it with your friends if you don't want. But 
with the price of gas going up, this is huge. And a lot of people are already signing up to get this app. And I want you to check out that article because it's it's a way not only to get cash back on your gas, but also if you share this app, I mean, it could work out conceivably at some point you're getting free gas and the cash you get back can be sent to you by check or by PayPal, or you can pick from one of more than about a dozen different retailers, people like, you know, Amazon, Lowe's, uh, places like that to get a gift card, or you can just get the cash if you want to get the cash. I know there are a lot of kind of uh, strange, hokey, not so exciting cash back programs out there where you're getting so little cash back and you've got to do so much to get it. And then you've got, you know, you're not really getting cash. You're getting like a credit towards something. This is not that. I mean, when you're talking about getting 30 cents per gallon back, I think my Jeep holds 15 gallons. So that's four and a half bucks that I get in cash back every time I fill up my Jeep. Then if my friends are using it, I'm getting back money on their gas as well. And then the friend of the friends uh, also, which is really cool. It's free. It's for the iPhone and the Android. Check it out. My latest article over at medium.com. You can find it by going to jameslparis.medium.com. Tonight's sponsor making us commercial free is Internet Paycheck for Life com and what i want to focus on tonight is this that there are three free lessons over there for you you may or may not become a member of the full training that's fine i want you to go watch the three free lessons it's all about how you can begin to make money working on the internet and it is the most comprehensive training you will find mostly taught by me there are now 50 videos in there most of these lectures are 45 minutes to an hour long and there's 50 classes in there already on demand but i've made three of them free so you can kick the tires and see if this might be for you if you have an internet-based business you can work anywhere in the world which gives you the opportunity to take advantage of geographic arbitrage. That is, you might move to a super inexpensive area of the country. Or even what a lot of people are doing is moving to places like Ecuador, uh, moving to Italy, uh, various places where you can live for a lot less than it costs here in the U.S. And if your income is Internet-based, you don't have to be in a specific location. A lot of people are also signing up for this as a way to supplement their income once they get into retirement, because, of course, we know that Social Security will not nearly be enough to take care of you during retirement. Check it out tonight. Tonight's sponsor, keeping us a commercial free, Internet Paycheck for Life dot com. That's Internet Paycheck for Life dot com. OK, now the situation at the border, you've been hearing about it all week, but what you may not have heard about is the confrontation that happened over the weekend between Senator Ted Cruz and a DHS official. Um, you can find this video. It's all over Twitter. I also saw it uh, on Facebook. You could just type in on Google, Ted Cruz at the border, and it'll bring it up. And uh, here's what's happening. 
even even in the state of Texas, the governor of Texas, it's his state. He is not allowed to go into these federal buildings to see what's going on. He is prohibited from going in the governor of Texas in his own state. Now, Ted Cruz is a U.S. senator. So somehow he got in uh, to one of these facilities and it was unreal to see the video footage of a DHS official, a woman trying to block him from being able to take any pictures or videos. It is unreal. Uh, a U.S. senator that is not allowed to see this. And when you see what is on the video, it is completely breathtaking. There are um, there are children packed like sardines in these glass enclosures they're they're you know they're talking about social distancing three feet six feet they are laying like literally right up next to each other um and i don't i there were hundreds that i could see on the video and they're in these like um they, they look like they're wrapped in in reynolds wrap they're like foil some kind of aluminum look aluminum foil looking sleeping bags they're sleeping on the floor now the reason why this is important is is twofold number one uh the hypocrisy of the left uh that when trump had just a tiny fraction of of this number of children in these same facilities it was considered uh a crime against humanity kids in cages all of this nonsense and now we've got crickets. The media doesn't want to talk about what's happening. Uh, the Biden administration is blocking the media from being able to get in to any of these facilities. But pictures and video are slowly leaking out to see the crisis at the border. And this is again, this is again an opportunity. Uh, this is why this is so important, an opportunity to see the failure of liberal policies. It sounds good in the campaign that we want to open up our borders and open up our arms to the world. And we want to help everybody. That sounds good. And people on the left love that kind of talk, but, but these are the same people that live behind walls themselves. They're not taking any of these migrants into their homes. Uh, these migrants, uh, are, are, are people that are, you know, kept outside of their closed gate communities. Uh, so they're in their closed gate community surrounded by you know armed guards but they want these uh, people by the thousands and thousands and thousands to be brought in and, and so look at what the cruelty here is the inhumanity of this is biden uh and, and harris pretty much you know communicating worldwide come one come all to the u.s and there's not even provisions there provisions for covid testing are not there they they don't have just basic, uh, there's not even cots for people to sleep on. The social distancing um, is not there. The conditions are horrible. Um, so, you know, by any measure of liberal wokeness, there should be an outrage about what is happening. But watch the video. Ted Cruz, uh, <laughs> this lady keeps moving around, blocking him, uh, but he's still able to get some pretty good uh, video footage uh, nonetheless, uh, in, in this in uh, Trump now says he may be going to the border. Wow. Wouldn't that be something? Trump is uh, Trump is a uh, spark back to life. He's been quiet for a while, 
but now he's out uh, speaking publicly, even though he doesn't have his Twitter account and all that. We mentioned last week there was word that Trump may be launching his own social media network. I know Mike Lindell is really close to launching his social media network, but uh, Trump says he may personally go to the border. Wow. Wouldn't that be uh, interesting to see Trump and entourage secret service of which of course he still has uh, as a former president uh, to go to the border uh, personally to see what's happening. That would definitely get the ire of the media. The Washington times published a piece saying that 42 million people worldwide now want to come to America. And this is clearly because of, of president Biden and the message he is sending out worldwide. So if you think that this crisis is at its climax, it is not. Uh, it is just beginning as talk of amnesty and all of these benefits are, are discussed for for immigrants. Uh, it's just Katie bar the door. Uh, and as these uh, various arrangements with countries in South America and Central America and Mexico uh, are now being canceled, where people are being asked to stay on the other side of the border until their hearing uh, is, is decided. All of those arrangements are being canceled. This is an, an organized, orchestrated uh, crisis. It is a crisis, and it is going to get much worse. Can you believe this number? 42 million. 42 million. And they talk about children when they talk about, uh, you know, the, the minors being held in these facilities. Although we now are learning that a large percentage of them are males that are age 13 and up. Now, you know, a 13-year-old is not a 13-year-old when I was 13. You know, when I was 13, it was all about skateboards and bubble gum and playing baseball and all of that. 13-year-olds coming out of Mexico... Many of them are already part of gangs and are already uh, individuals with criminal history. So this is disturbing. Uh, and of course, you know, if, if we're not doing any kind of background check, doing any kind of COVID testing, I mean, what are we asking for uh, to be filling up these facilities and then releasing people uh, into the country? Uh, many of them are given bus tickets uh, so that they can be transported into the interior of the U.S. So this is not just... A border issue. This is a crisis coming to a city near you. Now, the Suez Canal is blocked. And if you don't know where the Suez Canal is, type it in on Google. Um, you probably heard of, heard of the Suez Canal, but it is in the Middle East. And because of there, there is, as I understand it, there is one cargo ship that has run aground. And, and I don't know all the details about it, but it has completely blocked this very narrow channel uh, known as the Suez Canal. Now, as a result of that, and this is just starting to get out, so you might hear it here first tonight, um, they are predicting another run, uh, another shortage on toilet paper and coffee also. They're talking about uh, a spike in prices of coffee because there's going to be a coffee shortage, it is believed, and not due to COVID this time, but there's expected to be a toilet paper shortage. So I had a little bit of fun posting this up on, on Facebook, and maybe we'll do a, a survey, a poll, and ask people, if you had to do without one or the other, would it be coffee or would it be toilet paper? 
Uh, and boy, that's a tough decision to make because I've got to have my coffee. I don't know if you're coffee drinkers, those of you watching tonight, but man, if you're a coffee drinker, you got to have that coffee, especially, you know, a couple of cups first thing in the morning to get your, get your day going. Uh, but that's that's ha that's apparently in, in the wind that that could uh, be happening here uh, shortly. So a word to the wise, maybe, you know, I just did this. I, I took I uh, went online and bought like an extra month's worth of my coffee pods for my Keurig machine. And uh, tomorrow when I'm up at the grocery store, I'll probably uh, get some more toilet, you know, maybe a couple of extra cases of toilet paper. I don't know. Maybe toilet paper and coffee are the new Bitcoin. I mean, maybe you can, you know, stock up on that and uh, use that uh, for bartering. And then we'll close it out with this. Another story not really getting much news coverage, but is going to be so impactful on all of us is, do you remember Mayor Pete? Pete? Buttigieg. You remember Mayor Pete? You may not know this. You may not have followed the news closely, but he's now the Secretary of Transportation of the United States. That's right. After being the mayor of, of a tiny, small town, he's now qualified to be Secretary of Transportation. So as a good liberal who has no background or experience in transportation uh, is made Secretary of Transportation, the first thing he wants to do, get this, is he wants to put in uh, he wants to have passed a mileage tax. Now, get this. What this will require is a chip to be put in your vehicle. And you will pay a tax on every mile that you drive. Now, don't worry, because Mayor Pete says this would replace the gas tax. But we know that's not going to happen because every time a new tax is is enacted, that is to replace another tax. We know that the tax is simply added to the prior tax. So with gas in many areas, over $4 a gallon, in some cases approaching $5 a gallon because of all the embedded taxes in some states, what you have to look forward to is the possibility that if you want to crank up your radio on a Saturday afternoon and drive along the beach and enjoy some fresh air, take the top down on your, your Jeep or your or your, um, your Corvette, whatever your, your favorite vehicle is, you're driving around, you can watch this little meter, tick, 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 tick. You're, you're going to be taxed on your movement. And that will probably also mean that the government will be able to know exactly where you go everywhere throughout the day because of this chip device that will be required to be in your vehicle. I'm not kidding you. It is... Just when you think it couldn't get any worse, imagine that, a, a vehicle mileage tax they are queuing up. All right, we'll take a one-minute break. Our friend L.A. Marzulli is holding. We're excited to talk to him about his new book, Counter Move, and uh, everything happening in the news. We'll refire the open. We'll be back in one minute with L.A. Marzulli. Stand by. <laughs> 